Good afternoon and welcome to Hockey 24-7 on Twitter. This is Tyrant Jabu Barnard and I'm down at Ashton College. Get confused between the two venues, Ashton College and Belito. I've just watched the men's semi-final between Sinha Teng and KZN Raiders. Raiders emerging victorious 3-0. Unfortunately for Southern Gauteng's captain, Chad Fitcher, we had already agreed that we'd chat afterwards and didn't let him get out of it. So, uh, Chad, welcome and thanks for joining me. How's it, Jabu? Uh, thanks for having me here. Um, yeah, Flip, I think the nerves are also still a bit rushing after that game, but uh, as per our agreement, I will still be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I mean, obviously it's, it's a, a place to start. Um, going down to, to Raiders... Obviously, last night had the tougher game. Raiders had a, a game against Inland. You guys had the game against Province. Do you think that played a little bit impact on the legs this morning? Um, yeah, I think, um, uh, obviously, being the final day, the legs are starting to feel it. Um, we did have a good recovery stretch in the morning, and I think the, the boys' spirits were going, um, going into this game was really good. Um, but yeah, I think Raiders just outplayed us for parts of the game, and unfortunately, we didn't have much of an answer. Um, but yeah, it's always good to, to play against them because they're a well-drilled side and a well-structured side. Um, and yeah, Flip, any, any chance going here or there could have maybe turned the game around a bit, I guess. Well, and of course, uh, we'll, we'll stick with Indoor for now. A lot of those guys are now your international teammates. I mean, has that hit home yet for you? Um, slowly getting there. It's, it's, it's been really cool learning from, from them. Obviously playing, obviously playing with them, sorry. Um, <laughs> You, you kind of tend to, to, to know how they play um, when you're on their team as well, so it becomes a bit of a, a more a dogfight game. You're kind of like trying to outthink them on the field as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the, the learning experience, I think, has been the best for me. All right, let's, let's look at your tournament so far. Obviously, you've got one game left, and by the time uh, this is played, you'll, you'll have played the game. But at this point in time, hat-trick in the opening game, four goals in the second game, uh, six goals, a double hat-trick in the third game against your homeboys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, of course, a goal against Province. Unable to score here, but uh, it puts you second in the overall goal-scoring charts. Is, is that your favourite part of indoor hockey, scoring goals? Um, I think for, for anyone playing hockey, scoring goals is always uh, an exciting thing. Um, but at the end of the day, I am a forward, so I see it as kind of my job on the field. Um, and yeah, hopefully scoring as many as possible to put my side into the next game. Yeah, and um, do you do things like individual awards matter to you? Because you're obviously in the running for top goal scorer, or is it just a nice, a nice if it comes across? Uh, no, no, no. To be honest, uh, coming from Easton's, I think the, the more the vibe playing with uh, your teammates and stuff and being the underdog for me is actually probably the best feeling. Um, and yeah, knowing that small little impacts can have uh, obviously a, a greater um, effect on the bigger game as a whole. And let's talk about that. You, I mean, you started your, your school career at St. Benedict's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eastern Gauteng. Obviously, St. Benedict's were one of those schools that uh, played a lot against the southern schools, but were an yeah. Eastern Gauteng uh, uh, school. You played a lot of indoor hockey alongside the likes of Stephen Paolo, uh, <laughs> Karl Marx, uh, guys who are, are regulars at a provincial level. Um, of course, we also know Jethro Eustace is a, an <laughs> yes, Eastern yes. boy, so... What, what, what's going to happen? When are we finally going to get those Eastern boys back together for, for one thing? <laughs> I think it's because uh, it's a small province. There's only uh, small rays of shun, uh, sunshine that shine through now and then. 
Um, fortunate enough, I was able to go to St. Benny's with Steve. He was actually my roommate um, in matric. So him and I used to spend afternoons and mornings um, on the turf regularly. So it helped having someone else there to hold you a bit accountable. Um, and yeah, Carl, um, you know my relationship with him. He's like a big brother to me. So also just spend so much time around um, the players of East Rand. I think they tend to stick together a little bit. <laughs> I think that's why Jethro finds his uh, way back there slowly. Um, but yeah, uh, fortunately myself, Steve, and obviously Jet playing in the, the indoor squad was uh, yeah amazing experience and very fortunate for, for Easton to maybe get a, a name or two in there. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, myself, I'm, a, I'm an Easton's boy, born and bred, and coached Easton Karting at provincial level uh, before I moved across to Southerns. And it's great because I think, uh, you know, we always had young talents and it was always the, the step up. I actually coached Carl at an oh, really? under 21 RPT. Um, and, you know, to see guys coming through at a national level just shows that the talent is there. We, we've always had a strong indoor hockey culture. Yeah. Um, we've maybe struggled at the outdoor because back in the day there weren't many Astros except for St. Benedict. Yeah. But um, how important was the PSR? In, uh, for you in terms of your indoor hockey development? Yeah, I think uh, probably holds probably the biggest, um, what's the name, recognition for, for Steve and I making it to, to the level we are. Um, other than that, we didn't actually play much indoor, funny enough. Um, so yeah, going through Zeta, who runs Quackers, um, starting there. Um, yeah, Flip PS, I've done a lot for indoor hockey. I mean, you can see it now as well with a lot of the youth all having played uh, PSI. And it's, it's, it's been exciting because I think with, with them getting some recognition, more and more kids are going to start playing PSI. And I think it's a, it's a good base for SA in the hockey. And uh, yeah, you last year got your international debut for <laughs> South Africa. Um, you, of course, have played in some all-star games, which is pretty cool. But the ultimate feather in the cap was playing for South Africa against Switzerland, uh, playing alongside the guys that you had watched as a, a PSI boy. Um, what was it like? getting to put that South African flag on your chest, the protea on your chest, and, and be out there and sing the national anthem for the first time? Uh, yo, I think talking about it now actually gives me a bit of goosebumps, but um, I think I've always dreamed of it as a little kid, and the, the closer you get to it, you, you know it's an audacious goal to, to go out there and try attain. But yo, when that actually happened, you're almost in a bit of a blur during the national anthem, especially the first one, you're kind of just trying to take it all in. Um, but honestly, probably one of the highlights of my hockey career. I mean, that was a massive goal for me. And uh, it was a series we weren't really expected to contest in. Yes, yes. We were, we were optimistic. But uh, David Joshua taking on his first series as the national coach. Also a very young national mm -hmm, coach. Mm -hmm. We hadn't played indoor hockey as a country in 800 days, I think it was, or something like that, yeah. since the World Cup. Um, it, it was just a long time and, and we went out there and we drew the opening game and we thought, okay, Switzerland will probably get better, they will show and, and what ended up happening was we got a lot, lot better and uh, won the series 5-0. What was the vibe like inside the camp? Um, we obviously did have a big squad, so um, managing the first three games and the, the second three games was obviously uh, not, not a challenge for, for David and... Um, Hackers, but I think they, they did really well to, to get the connections running pretty smoothly. Um, it was my first time playing with David Joshua and Ryan Hack, or under them. Um, and yeah, I learned so much in that uh, two weeks that we were down here. So it was honestly an awesome experience. And 
yeah, I think we, we went in there obviously with um, expectations of just building a fresh start for, for SA Indoor Hockey um, and coming away with five, five wins and a draw was you know, more than we could have asked for. I would have taken that uh, any day of the week. So I think it's, it's made a good base for now. We can probably move forward from that. And of course, international goal on your debut. <laughs> that, that must be pretty much as good as it gets. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think that's uh, probably as every boy would dream at night. That's probably the best uh, best feeling. <laughs> All right, I'm just uh, quickly opening your profile here, um, so we can talk through that uh, that series. But while we do, let's quickly go forward before I get to back to this. Go forward then to the All Star Game in December. Two and a half thousand people in the velodrome, and you got to entertain in, in a game that. Uh, <laughs> might be remembered for some different things um, but uh, yeah I mean what do games like that mean to the kids watching the likes of you Jethro Justin uh, John T Rassi <laughs> um, yeah uh, again being being involved in the PSI setup with Stevie when we were 13 that was always something we looked up to especially watching the likes of Jethro he was already playing in the national setup back then um, and it honestly looked like the, the best feeling having, I think back then it was like 600 people would come down and watch. Um, and again, just a, a big dream to be able to go be on that field. So when we did eventually step on that field, it was, it was actually so loud playing, playing hockey in that first game. You couldn't hear anything. You'd be running around a bit like a headless chicken on the field just because there's so many kids shouting. Um, and yeah, I think that's the biggest crowd I've played um, under. So yeah, honestly, an amazing experience. All right, so against Switzerland, you've got three goals, obviously. 2-2 two, two draw, 4-3 win, 6-5 win, and 4-1 win in your, in your four games. But in February this year, you got to taste uh, outdoor. Yes. So, I mean, a pretty remarkable four months for you, indoor national player, outdoor national player. But it wasn't as glorious a debut as, uh, uh, as maybe your indoor was. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk us through the outdoor the outdoor uh, debut yeah i was very fortunate to obviously get the, the the call up for the olympic side and then all the squad um and yeah playing germany was um a remarkable experience i think um that opened my eyes a lot to especially the level we have here and what we could obviously work towards they they are yeah it, it's, it's hard for me to find the words because they, they, they really, really good and being able to step up to that level was probably the hardest thing. I actually didn't experience much of the debut more than just trying to run after <laughs> Tobias Hauke and Chris Rue for most of the game. Um, but yeah, still, um, I think that, that uh, debut actually counted more for me. That was my main goal in my hockey career to be actually play for my country at all. And of course, you then got to be part of your second game was uh, quite a momentous one. As, uh, we, <laughs> South Africa produced an outstanding defensive display and, and in fact probably can count ourselves unlucky not to have won that game 2-1 yeah flip uh, the, the nerves were really high in that last chucker uh, especially when the German keeper came off for the last 3 or 4 minutes I don't think I've run I don't think anyone's run that hard uh, to try keep them away um, and yeah Diane actually had uh, a possible goal chance which um, I think just by that time the legs were was so tired and flip it would have been awesome to sneak a win against Germany in, in the second in the second test and of course there'll be a, a lasting image of you in that last minute when you dived across to intercept <laughs> across um, from an outdoor point of view obviously 
what's what's the goals there? Because obviously you're you're a youngster in the squad, you're a new cap in the squad. You probably on the outs of uh, the final Olympic sixteen at this point in time. But what what's the plan there and what's the goals there for you? Um, yeah, so at the end of the day, we are waiting for the the final Olympic squad to be announced. Um, but I think being one of the youngsters in the squad, the next four year cycle is probably my main goal. Um, I am looking to go play overseas personally um, to just get a little bit of exposure there. Um, but yeah, uh, what's his name? Gareth Ewing, um, the national head coach for the for the men, has included a lot of players into the squad, I think, just to get experience and to to start the, the growth phase um, once the Olympics gets out the way, just so we have a good base to tackle the next uh, four years and obviously going into the, the following Olympics. And, uh, you know, we, we see very few players who throughout their career have managed to uh, maintain an indoor and an outdoor uh, level uh, of balance. Of, uh, balance. Mm-hmm. Um, Jethro is probably the, the standout yeah. person of that. Uh, if at this point you were forced to choose, which one would you choose? You're asking me the tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably go outdoor. Um, that's obviously been my main sport the, the entire time. Indoor, uh, more exciting. I feel like you're probably more involved in the game and you can offer a little bit more um, in terms of being like one moment could change an entire game. Um, but your yeah, outdoor has definitely been the, the main sport for me. Brilliant stuff. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm an indoor love first. Uh, uh, it's always been my favourite version of the game. But yeah, if, yeah. if uh, I was ever in consideration for <laughs> Olympics, I'd focus 100% on outdoor <laughs> at that time. In your outdoor, you, you now play for Witsen. And again, another bit of a fairy tale story. Witsen not won the Premier League. Yeah, 60 years or so, uh, I think. And uh, Ricky Weston, he's... Uh, coaching team led you guys to a, a wonderful Premier League title. What what was that success built around? Um, going or the year before Vitz, obviously playing for JP Men's, um, playing against Vitz, also nowhere uh, to be found. And then I think the influx of first years in my first year, about five years ago, um, Ricky, obviously, that was his first year coaching as well. Um, and he... Uh, I think just started a good team culture and that's obviously where a lot of the the trophies and stuff do come from is just having a really good team culture um, and a lot of belief in the process Um, and yeah four years later winning the the the, what's the name the Premier League for the first time and then the following year winning Premier League and obviously the user Um, also just an amazing experience and I think it's it's done a lot a lot for Vitz Hockey because now um, especially the people coming out of matric are looking to go to university not just for the studies uh, going to Vitz not just for studying but as well for the hockey and uh, the good old derby with UJ <laughs> I mean UJ for years was a, a powerhouse they seem to have faded a little bit over the last couple of years yes, yes. is that the most exciting club game that you play or is there another one that you'd rank higher um, for me I think the Wonders has also become a bit of a derby at the moment um, but yeah, I remember playing my first derby against UJ I think we lost 7-0 uh, with the likes of Clinton Panther still playing. Um, so, yeah, we definitely caught a lot of lessons in that game. Um, but, yeah, four years later, being a very good contention and actually winning, I think, our last two derbies has been really exciting. So, so in 2020, it's a bit of a crazy hockey year, obviously, yeah. depending what happens now with, uh, with all the suspensions and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But in terms of hockey, we've got, um, you've got USA. You say, as, as we yeah, always yeah. have. This is a vastly cup year for, for, the, for men. the men. For the men, yes. Um, obviously, for yourself, there's the African Indoor Cup. 
There's for a bunch of players the African under twenty one Indoor Cup. Yes, you see, you missed that now. Um, <laughs> there is uh, hopefully uh, a, a few more Indoor series. So, uh, what what would be the big tournament that you're looking forward to this year? Um, let's go with uh, let's start with the, from the Indoor point of view. Yeah, Indoor point of view, um, we were obviously scheduled to play Namibia in a series coming up end of March. Um, obviously, I think IPT is the selection for that, and depending on all the suspensions. Um, and then from there, it was more the African qualifiers for, for the World Cup and stuff. I think that was the main focus. Um, but yeah, obviously, IPT being in the beginning of the year, that's kind of, I think, just the national duties that, that have most of the focus now. And now from a, a club point of view, obviously, you guys want to retain the Premier League. You want to win <laughs> USA, you want to win Varsity Cup. Which, which one ranks highest in the priority list for you? Um, I think just as they come, uh, Varsity Cup coming really soon, so we're prepping for that at the moment. Um, and then, what's the <clears> name? Yusuf Falling, I think, mid-July. And they tend to just um, come one by one, so we don't, we don't focus on the end goal. And I think league, um, the Premier League just tends to, to keep us on the right track. Um, focus one game at a time, and then hopefully um, taking all the wins um, will set us up for the end of the season just to be a lot easier. And then, of course... Uh you guys aren't invited to it as a tertiary club, uh, but something like the Belgatex Elite Challenge, is that something you'd love to take part <laughs> in one day? Yeah, um, I think once I do leave, it's, I'll definitely go to a club that uh, partakes in that. It, seem, it seems like an awesome tournament. I've always wanted to go. I get a little bit of frustration not being able to, to go to that. Um, but I think it's also a good, a good tournament, not for the varsities, because it keeps the, the non-varsity teams able to still play really high-level hockey um, and I, I hear it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I was there last year. Um, that's all I'm allowed to say. On the <laughs> all right. Have you, you've played a lot of indoor, you've played a lot of outdoor, but uh, if you were to select your dream team of players to play with, who would you pick as your indoor six aside? Indoor six aside. Um, I've got to go with uh, Stevie and Jet being from the East. Um, I think as a keeper, Anton has shown, especially from this tournament, just remarkable saves. Um, going along the likes with John T giving a bit of experience and Jared Jones. How many is that? Is that five? That's five, yeah. That's five. And then I'd, oh, tough one for the last spot. I'd either go uh, with Justin Domlio or Naish, I think. I mean, the flair up front from Naish is also really exciting. So it, it has been awesome to play with him in the series against Switzerland. Oh, brilliant stuff. Yeah, I think uh, what's been really cool is seeing... Uh, uh, Ignatius really uh, make that switch from outdoor to indoor. He was an outdoor specialist and played yeah, a lot of indoor, yeah. and he's moved across brilliantly. I mean, Stephen, Justin, Domnio, Jetta, all as, as good as they are outdoor, they are indoor specialists. And John is another one that's made the transition fairly smoothly and uh, <laughs> a very experienced uh, debutant who uh, I have at least made peace with now after <laughs> after my commentary gig with him. <laughs> All right, um, and then if you look at uh, your your southern side coming through and your Vitsi side, who's the youngster breaking through that uh, everybody needs to pay attention to? Um, I've actually just played with Marvin now in this recent game. Um, and, yeah, again, it's, it's scary how, thinking back to when I was probably Marvin's age, uh, you know, none of the skill or vision or any of of that back then so it's, it's crazy to think what the youngsters coming through now they've learned so much I think from 
from years ahead of them and if they if they just continue on the same path it's going to be really exciting to watch uh yeah <laughs> brilliant stuff uh, we also need to uh clarify something that i have spoken on this before about the time i played hockey against you <laughs> um and and you have since spoke, told me you don't remember it <laughs> and i was thinking about it the other day it did happen i think i was just so far away from you you couldn't remember me um, we were playing in the prh for those who haven't heard the story um, I was an okay indoor hockey player because you didn't need that much speed. You just had to be able to read the game. But then I played against Chad and Kyle Marks in the PIH. And uh, I realized you need a lot more speed these days uh, to keep up with stuff. Um, how important do you feel it is that you go and play in stuff like PIH for Eastern Gauteng? Um, having, having a similar setup to the PHL for outdoor, I thought it was a really exciting um, structure of tournament. Um, but at the same time, I've come from Eastern, so for me, that's a bit of a family tournament at the end of the day. Um, and I think it does, having the, 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 the likes of myself and Carl come back, um, I think playing with schoolboys that I coach at St. Benedict's as well, playing in that tournament, it, it gets them super excited because they get to play against me. And I think that's the, the most fun I have and they have as well. Um, and yeah, just to, to create a bit of a family vibe, at the end of the day, Easton's being a really small province, you you got to have that underdog mentality. And um, like I said, team culture ends up winning a lot of trophies. And I think sides like, like Easton's and as we've noticed in Pumalanga have have that, that, that culture. And I think effort is definitely never taken for granted. And if you look at uh, your PH, um, so I, I had talks with Dave Fink and Jason Voigt about, mm-hmm. about certain ideas around it. What would you like to see for, for PIH to be taken up a level so that more people around want to be involved in it? Um, to be honest, I haven't actually given up much thought. However, it's got a really good base at the moment because it, it, it surrounds itself similarly to PHL. Um, I would obviously like other players from other provinces coming through. Maybe once the tournament gets a little bit bigger, moving it to two venues um, would be really, really cool. Um, but I think funding is obviously the biggest issue in hockey, having not much funding, a lot of the, 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 the teams and stuff having to sponsor their own kit, all of that. Um, it does obviously add a bit of a struggle for people trying to run the tournament itself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the, the funding speech is not one that we yeah. uh, ever get to stop <laughs> talking about. Bearing that in mind, why hockey? Why not rugby, soccer or cricket? <laughs> um, I know you may not believe this, but up until uh, grade 11, I was probably the smallest in my grade. Um, so yeah, only only once I hit grade 11 did I really hit a growth spurt and I used to love rugby in primary school but uh, my parents wouldn't allow me to play because I was probably the tiniest person <laughs> um, and yeah I just I played hockey since I was seven years old and it was just a sport that obviously grew on me through the years and it's, yeah it's been a, a good escape especially for for life's problems just to go out there and run around the field hitting a ball around. No for sure and as you've already said it may very well now lead you to go play a little bit of club hockey overseas. Yeah. Um, any specific destination? Um, looking at the, the Netherlands is probably first priority. I have a few mates over there who have done the Sportways clinics um, over in December. So they're they keen to try get me over there. Um, I haven't done much traveling either. So I think just um, once I get my degree or my honors, um, yeah, making a trip over there, traveling, playing some hockey and just seeing what life has to offer, I guess. All right, then, but still coming back and playing for South Africa. Uh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> nice. um, in terms of uh, just your, your outdoor experience, you obviously got to make your debut alongside the likes of uh, Nick Spooner, 
<laughs> William Tuli. Um, a lot of the, the more established guys were back at their clubs. But is there one guy you're particularly excited about playing alongside? Sure. Um, I really I really did enjoy playing uh, with Spooner. Obviously, I think the first time I'd ever um, had a matchup, uh, matchup against him was against Wanderers. In, again, one of the, the, the preseason derbies. Um, and funny enough, I'd, I'd seen him before not doing much of a warm-up. Uh, I was like, cool. Marking him during the game, um, I was like, okay, obviously I'm, I'm one of the first years. He doesn't look too tough to, to chase. Um, and I remember him receiving the ball in front of me, doing a bit of a shimmy, dropping a shoulder, and he ran around me like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> um, so ever since then, there was a lot of respect on that field. Um, yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think um, just watching him um, play and learning from him is really cool. He's been playing overseas for, for many, many years. Um, so yeah, I think he's probably one of the players I was excited to play with. All right. And you've obviously also had uh, exposure to some really, really good coaches already in your career. Is there uh, one coach that's had the biggest impact on you? Sure. Um, at the moment, I'd have to say Ricky West. Because um, yeah, he... I think that's actually when I broke through was going into varsity. I was an okay outdoor hockey player going through the ranks, coming from Easterns. Um, but only really when I hit varsity did I slowly get into my straps. Um, looking up to him being a, a past national player was really awesome. Um, and the, the knowledge he carries, especially um, working along the si- alongside of Migs, DeGrasse and um, Gilly de Villiers. Um, probably yeah, the, the biggest coaching support from, sorry, biggest coaching support from all three um, was, yeah, it's been the last five years of the main coach that has probably developed me, I'd say. Yeah, Ricky is um, probably someone who deserved more test caps than he got. I mean, he got about 50, I think it was, yeah. in the end of the day. Uh, you still see last year or the year before playing for Murrupeng Caveman, <laughs> um, how important he is for uh, South African hockey still and probably underappreciated by mm-hmm. how good a coach he actually is. Yeah, I think um, Ricky holds a lot of hockey knowledge. He's one of uh, one of the players that actually thinks extremely well on the field. So playing next to him at the, the, the caveman or um, getting coached under him has been probably you know, the greatest asset for me. Um, <laughs> we've also had a, a long road because... <laughs> um, Obviously, yeah, he's a he's a, a strange character at first. Obviously, I was a little bit scared to to work under him, but as as he warms up to you, you you respect him a lot more, and he just he he tends to teach you a lot of things that you wouldn't even consider. Well, I'm going to put it at you now. <laughs> I I believe that Ricky West will be a future South African coach. Yo, I I would like to see that. Um, if your prophecies do come true, <laughs> uh, that would, that would be an exciting exciting time for SA hockey. Um, yeah. Uh, let's just put the ball in that court. <laughs> All right. Chad, I think that's a good place to, to wrap it up. Good luck for your, your bronze medal match. Good luck for uh, trying to get enough goals to <laughs> just get ahead of Liam Hermanis. At least, at least you'll have the target because uh, he plays before you do. Um, and good luck for uh, selection and Namibia thanks, and the African Cup and, and all of that. And, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time and being a friend of both Hockey 24-7 and, of course, myself. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, Ty, for having me on the show. Uh, honestly, would give so much for you guys. Um, and, yeah, just obviously looking forward to the rest of the tournament and good luck to anyone hearing this. Like, thanks very much. So, that was Chad Fitcher, tournament top goal scorer, almost.
and uh, captain of the Southern Gauteng side, playing out for the bronze medal later on today. Will they get home with uh, the dirty gold, or will they come back next year and look to steal the actual one? That being said, they are from Joburg, so please check their luggage for the trophy later <laughs> on. Uh, that's Tyron Jabber-Barnard, Hockey 24-7 on tour. We'll be back with Derek in studio in a few weeks' time, um, and we'll have more hockey action for you. Until then, cheers. Yeah.